The Doom Scroller with Andy and Anna. Hello, Anna. Hello. That's the most lovely start to podcast so far, I think. Oh, I feel so serenaded. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> Hashtag blessed indeed. I'm in a very chipper mood this evening. I've just got off the phone to the BBC. <gasps> What? Tell me more, tell me more. Well, obviously, I, I mean, they haven't told me not to talk about it, so I don't see there's a problem. Um, do you remember my disastrous holiday from hell? Uh, is this when you um, went to Dignitas? This is when I went to Cornwall and Devon and my car died halfway oh, yeah. between a few months ago. Um, so one of the BBC's watchdog programmes have been in touch um, to see if they can get us any justice. So I've had a nice long call about that. Fingers Amazeballs. crossed, I'm going to get to put a big middle fingers up to the hire car company that screwed us over. Amazing. And get a little bit of infamy out of it. Yeah, that's what I want. I want to be the new Nasty Nick. Do you remember him? I do. The first series of Big Brother. That's the one. Big Brother itself is Do I remember him? (laughs) Can't think why. Wash your mouth out. (laughs) My English teacher used to have a poster of him on the door of her office. Amazing. I thought that was a bit odd, but it kind of set the tone. So, I've got a confession to make. What's that confession? I'm eating an ice cream. I'm jealous. Tell us about this ice cream. Can you make it an M&S ice cream in your description, please? This is not just an ice cream. This is not just an ice cream. This is an Aldi (laughs) salted caramel ice cream oozing chocolate and, well, ice cream (laughs) off my lolly and into my mouth. And also a little bit down my chin. It's always good to keep a little bit spare just for later. Oh, yeah, it goes into the beard. (laughs) Does it, like, how long is the longest you've had food on your face without realising? Uh, nine years. <laughs> Have you never had one of those situations? It seems to it be It turned like out a... my nose was just a what's it. I have... I had quite a bad one the other day when I went um, out into the world and I decided to wear bright red lipstick and then put my mask on over it and when I removed my mask, the bright red lipstick had smeared itself across my entire bottom half of it, like everywhere and obviously I just couldn't work out what everyone was looking at me like I was some sort of crazy freak um, until maybe some... they knew that you were soon to be a BBC watchdog celebrity maybe maybe I got papped so that <laughs> papped yeah, yeah so... you didn't see them but they were there <laughs> so that when my thing comes out on watchdog there'll be all these like photos that can deny my credibility as a witness she's clearly mad she had Red. They just have to listen to this podcast yeah. to do that. No, that's true. Shh. Oh, my God. Speaking of this <laughs> podcast, because um, we're in this podcast, <laughs> I matched with someone on Tinder. And then they were like, I don't tell people really what I do on Tinder. Yeah. And especially not the creative stuff. Occasionally I'll do, because I'm put i I'm a lawyer, and so people get a flavour. But someone's like, so do you do much acting and singing? And I was like, how did you, what? And they're like, oh, you're on Instagram. I think I'd link my profile. I was like, all right, I didn't realise I had that much on there. Mm. And then he was like, I'm now listening to your podcast. Oh, my God. And I was like, we've we've exchanged 
like 10 messages, no fluids, just <laughs> just been chatting. And now he's listening to, he could be listening to this right now. I mean. I've just made him famous. He He's going to need to wait a week before he can hear this because we're going to have to do that whole, you know. That's true. Recording. I forgot that this is not live. <laughs> yeah, we're not live, I'm afraid. But, you know. Maybe he's hacked. He sounds like a little bit of a stalker, so he might have hacked your phone line, so he might be listening live. He seems to have the intel. Wow. I didn't realise Tinder was such a conspiracy. (laughs) No, I must admit, I had one very strange one on a dating site. Um, Sorry, not one very strange one, many very strange ones, but one in particular just just summed out at me, um, where the guy... Sorry, it wasn't even on a dating site, it was on Instagram... Somebody inboxed me saying, thanks for ignoring me. And it wasn't what? someone I followed or anything, but basically it turned out it was someone I matched with on a dating site who had never messaged me, and I'd also never messaged them. So instead of doing the potentially more normal thing of messaging me, or else just blocking me and never thinking about or you know, just ignoring me, whatever, he decided to find my Instagram, message me on there, and moan at me there for not messaging him. But he also hadn't messaged me. So why was I the one that was ignoring him? And why, Do you know what I mean? Oh. It sounds like you missed out on a keeper. I know, right? I, I had some really good ones. Have I ever told you about the one where I was at my friend Tamsin's house, who's the one my holiday story revolves around as well, um, and some guy, he wanted to do voice notes... Um, so I recorded a voice note to him in reply, and he heard Tamsin in the background, um, and he sent a message saying, sounds like you're with a man. And then the next thing he did, he just blocked me on everything. What? Yeah. So then, I mean, I, I was like, fine, whatever, not much loss. But then a week later or something, he unblocked me and sent me, like, as though nothing had happened, some messages. And I was like, do you remember last week when you randomly blocked me? I was with my friend Tamsin, who's definitely not a man. Just FYI. But even if I was with a man, that could be my dad, could be my brother, could be my housemate, could be my... It could be none of his business. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's someone I've literally never met. It could be my bloody ex-boyfriend or... Whatever. It could be the other guy you're be... sleeping yeah, with. Yeah, exactly. And that's fine too. Exactly. Take a fucking number and wait your turn. Um. So, yeah, that... So, that kind of killed that for a bit. And then a week later, he popped up again. I don't know why I hadn't blocked him at this point. Um, messaging me. I swear it was like 8am on a Sunday. I can't remember exactly why I was awake. I think I'd been out the night before and had run out of food in the flat and was starving, so I'd gone to the supermarket. But, you know, he's like, what are you up to? And I said, oh, I'm just in Tesco's or something. Oh, no, I think I said I'm in Sainsbury's, which was in- incorrect. I was actually in Tesco's. But then he just started like pressing me for details of what I was buying and which Sainsbury's I was in and stuff. And I was like, what does it matter? Do you want to see a receipt or whatever? And he was like, ho, 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 no, it's just a minute ago you said Tesco's and I said Sainsbury's. And I'm like, ah, okay, you're crazy. So then I just deleted him, but he just I, very strange man. I matched with someone who I'd matched with years ago and we'd had a one a cheeky one-night fumble. Mm-hmm. Whilst I was blitzed drunk after my mind, so I can barely remember it. But it was a fun night. Yeah. And then we matched this time around last week. 
And I sent a message just saying hi, and then he unmatched me. <laughs> and I thought, this is so strange, because why would you swipe right on me? Like, it was a one-night thing, and after that it goes to me, and that's fine. But why would you match again? Did you make a mistake? Then when I messaged, was that the wrong thing to do, to say how was it going? I mean, that's a very controversial way to open a conversation. How's it going? True. It has True. lots of potential implications. Didn't you have a guy the other day who got funny at you for saying, how's it going? Oh, God. He just sent me this essay about stuff. I've had a few weirdos this time, Valentin. I've finished my ice cream now, so you won't have to hear me sucking. And <laughs> I think everyone's gone a about... bit like lockdown stare crazy, potentially. Um... I think that I'm new to Tinder, and every time I ask someone how long you've been on there, they've been on there for months. When I say new to Tinder this time round, mm. I've been on it before. Yeah. But people are on there for months, and like one guy, he's been on there for like quite a while. And I don't know why, because it's perfectly pleasant to talk to. And I get that sometimes, because obviously this app is, is when you actually meet them in person, what was a great yeah. conversation suddenly falls apart within seconds. Yeah. But I don't know whether lockdown has made people just a bit more weird or lonely. or And loneliness is a terrible thing, but like I'm not going to be physical with anyone. No. On Tinder for months. And I'm fine with that. But everybody has their own levels of how they're treating things at the moment, don't they? So. Yeah, they do. I just... It's so weird. I was actually kind of nervous to get back into dating, which is strange because I'm no stranger to relationships. Dating is hard, though. Particularly it is. with this distancing where like, you can't you can't meet up as easily which means that you can't kind of... I tend to prefer, instead of chatting for ages on dating sites, I prefer to just meet them, have a drink, try and set up a, a drink quite quickly into it, and then you can gauge the room a lot quicker. Um, whereas yeah. now I imagine that's less likely, so you could waste a lot of time, as you say, chatting someone online before meeting them and realising they're just not the one for well, you. A fair few have suggested Zoom dates, and I've said, yes, I'm happy to, whenever. Although I know I'm going to look like shit and I'll be knackered, but... You know, that's just the way of it. But but Zoom dates as well. I don't think I come across the same on Zoom as I do on in real life, personally. I, definitely. I like messing with people in real life, like messing with their heads a little yeah. bit. Um, not in a cruel way, but that's my kind of playful, flirty way. Yeah. And you can't really do that so much on Zoom. You can't... There's no physical contact. Mm. There's no gentle brush of a hand or stuff. You know, yeah. the, the frisson stuff. It's very flat as well, isn't it? Yeah, the stuff that brings the tension. And I do like a bit of tension on a on a date, I suppose, a bit of sexual frisson. I think it's very weird. I, I When I've been doing it this time around, I've been more aware than ever before of my age. Because I'm 35. And thank you, no, I don't look it. But I'm at the stage where I don't... My lowest age on there is 28, I think. Mm -hmm. That's the minimum threshold I've set. Because I thought that's an all right age. But even now, I've been chatting to a 29-year-old and I'm just very aware that he's 29. And it feels like he's at a completely different stage of life. And he could be exactly as emotionally mature in the same professional stage as me and all that. But in my mind, he's completely different. You know you're talking to the wrong person about this because 
because you're dating a big bad 20, big baby man 24 year old yeah which would have been completely out of my age limits when i set age limits on tinder and things um, well they say it's half your age at seven which is still not good i don't think for us hold on when's so he 25 yeah so i'm one year under that whoopsie <laughs> bearing in mind i've never dated anyone younger than me before at all Oh, I have. Because um, I generally find I don't get on with younger people very much. But I think maybe I'm... my age has just, like, stunted at a certain point. And, like, I used to get on with people older, and then I got to that age, and now I get on with people younger. And I've just, I've just not matured at all. I generally has. don't look for younger. Like, the maximum age on Tinder for me is 50. But I'm very much keen on, on the guys in their 40s. Because mm. I've always liked older men. My last relationship, he was older. This is, I don't know, I've, I've had one-night stands with people who are a good decade older mm. than me. Uh, sorry, a good decade younger. Um, That's probably more like, in a way, what people of that age are looking for is, like, they might not be ready to settle down, but they might just want a bit of fun at that point. Whereas yeah. people who are a bit older, you hope, will take it all a bit more seriously, maybe. It's not always the case, though. Like, Definitely. Like, I got messed around by plenty of men in their 40s on dating sites, and my... 24-year-old boyfriend is as loyal as, as they come. Literally, you know, the most loyal man I've ever met, which is strange, but, you know, obviously you just can't stereotype on those type of things. It's down to the person, isn't it? It is. God, this is... I love how deep we get on some <laughs> subjects. We're, Dating you know is the big one. <laughs> I know how we can't... You shouldn't really describe this as yourself. Have we ever told you we're, about... we're so profound. We are so bloody profound. It's it's fucking <laughs> amazing. Um, have I ever told you about the guy I dated who had a broken penis? <gasps> My goodness, we never dated. <laughs> he popped his own penis by wanking too hard. Have I ever told you about him? No, no I didn't realise that you could do that. Now I'm, I've been rudely awakened to this fact. But. So apparently, if you don't actually have sex physically, you know, with another person, um, I don't know how this applies outside of the heterosexual sense, but, like, obviously a vagina is never going to be as tight a grip as a hand. So, like, you get desensitised to using your hand, so you use it harder and harder and harder. Basically, just squeezed it too hard and popped it. <laughs> and he never had it properly mended. Um, he never really went to hospital about it, I don't think, but yeah. So, I mean, obviously there's the implication there that he'd not had sex for so long with a person that he'd been masturbating oh. that much. So it's all good stuff, really, but yeah. God, now I'm thinking about myself. Am just, I going to break my... Just be gentle, be gentle, be kind. <laughs> on, on the subject of penises... <laughs> nice. The man with the world's largest penis um, is having it weighed to prove it's real for Guinness Book of Records. Hazard a guess at what we're looking at? Are we talking pounds or inches? I have both. Amazing. Um, Inch-wise, I'm going to say 16. Higher. Pound. Fuck me. This is the world's largest. Actually, really don't, because <laughs> who knows where I'd end up buried. Um, 22? Less, in fairness. 
Two inches bigger than me. Um, <laughs> Guess how much it weighs. In pounds. I'm not good with weights. Pounds, I'd say. Ooh. I have to admit, like a stone. Yeah, I'm not good with no. <laughs> um, think about it. Like you get a pound bag of sugar, don't you? That's like how I like to think of it. That's a pound, isn't it? When you get like a, a bag of sugar, a I pound of sugar or a pound of flour. No, a pound of flour must be tiny. Hey, no, you get a pound of flour is nothing. Is it? Surely. I thought that's how big a bag was that you got a flour was a pound. Anyway, this dick is tw two pa two pounds, so it's two flowers. So I suppose actually a baby is like six pounds. Okay, so this is a third of a baby's worth of penis. <laughs> oh no, no, we did not <laughs> just use that's a measurement for penises. So bigger oh, than your standard no, baby's Oh no, the world has gone dark and grey. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> There's clouds gathering and <laughs> storms brewing. Oh, Apparently, no. Um, this particular penis, though, had 13 inches of excess skin. Well, what? 13 inches of excess skin. So it was actually five inches and then the rest was just <laughs> a cape. It sounds okay. like it, doesn't it? Maybe it's like Dracula. <laughs> it was just hiding behind oh, a big cape. No. Yeah, cooey. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you'd be quite disappointed, wouldn't you? If you like, were like, whoa, look at the size of that. And then you just had to unravel 13 inches worth but of you skin. You've got to wonder how much of that penis is sensitive. And whether you'd actually want to have sex with it. And I, I say, I use those words quite purposefully because I often think, you are having sex with a person, but you're also having sex with the penis. And I sometimes see them as quite distinct. What, the penis and the person? Yeah. Like two separate creatures. It's not like they're detachable, but I do think... Well, maybe it <laughs> I mean... is. I don't know. <laughs> this one's apparently, you know, absalable. But um, <laughs> I just... I don't know. I do see them sometimes as two separate... Do you not? Do you just cast them as one and the same? Oh, yeah, I think I just like it's just like meh. This might it's, be because I'm, just I don't all have the one. D for you. This might be like because you understand. Take some of his. <laughs> he's got he's got skin to spare. Yeah, I could probably fashion one out of it, couldn't I? I mean, just <laughs> extend your flaps, have them um, crochet yourself one. <laughs> no, it might be a difference though because like, I guess it's just part and parcel, whereas it's more like. An important facet of your individuality, if you have one. But um, hmm. in dick vigilality, <laughs> I didn't see... even say vigilality, right? Vigi oh God, I can't say vigi vigilality. In... I keep saying vigilality. <laughs> have you ever seen? Did I ever see one? I think it's an Instagram account, but it might be Twitter, where it's a guy that like takes photos of dicks and then draws little faces and arms on them. So they're like no, having a I don't party. follow my dad on Insta. <laughs> That's good. You never want to. I love you, Pops. Parents. <laughs> um, no, it kind of just made me think that they'd have little faces and arms and stuff from the way you describe it. There is an amazing show on Netflix called. Um, oh, it's not American Crime. And maybe it is American Crime. It's not Unsolved Mysteries. 
No, it's like, you know how you've got, um, like, making of a murderer and things oh, yeah, like yeah. that. Oh, I've seen, hold on. Are we talking about the American, the family next door thing? The, the... No, it's... Oh. Um, I can't remember what it's called. Um, it's basically, it's kind of like a parody, but it's not done for comedy. It's treated oh, deathly seriously. Um, it's Amer- yeah, I know what you mean. It's the kid that draws penises and everything, isn't it? Yes, and it's amazing. <laughs> I can't remember the show. No, I can't either. I'm literally Googling American Penis Drawing Show Netflix. <laughs> I hope you're on your work laptop. American Vandal. That's the one. I've not watched all of it, to be fair. I started it and then... Um... Oh, it's amazing. The second series is really oh, good really? too. I've watched it through twice. Is it a continuous story? The first series... No, they're self-contained, but they're the same... Pe- basically, the first one is someone at their school. And then the second time there, because of the success, it's quite meta... So the success of American Vandal means a school asks them to come to investigate. Um, Copycat. No, it's turds. It's turds that explode. People keep coming with... It's called uh, the turd burglar, I think. The, <laughs> the convicted villain I want to see the turd burglar. That sounds great. But watch American Vandal. It's excellent. <laughs> no, that does sound good. Do you know what I watched yesterday that I haven't seen for years and years, but was as funny as I remembered? And I was really shocked. Have you ever seen Problem Child? Years ago, yeah. Yeah, like, I used to adore it when I was eight or something. And most things I adored when I was eight really don't stand up to scrutiny. But then it popped up on my Netflix and I thought, yeah, go on, give it a go. And I still found it really funny. It's just so evil. Um, (laughs) And yeah, Ricardo had never seen it, so he, he thought it was hilarious too. He was, like, clearly adding some new ideas to his roster of how to be as annoying as possible um but yeah i, I love it when like because do you ever have it where you watch something that you loved as a kid and it's really shit like i was really disappointed re-watching inspector gadget because i remember that being brilliant and it's like eh. right, the cartoon yeah oh i haven't seen that in ages but i have very fond memories of it and then not not didn't quite live up to the hype we need to rewatch the raccoons and see if that lives up to the hype. After Do we? Bit... <laughs> Should we? I'm going to find it on YouTube. I want to rewatch Dreamstone, see if that's good. That must be My YouTube. thing with Problem Child now, and I think back, I just it's like that show, sorry, the film Orphan. I think it's... Um, About the... It really doesn't do any favours for adoption. <laughs> it presents it in a really bad light. I watched a similar film to Orphan the other day called, I think, Case 39. Similar type, okay. type of idea, except for it wasn't an adult child. It was a demon child. But, you know. Well, that's sweet. Yeah, all the all the terrifying children. All very sweet. Right, shall I give you another, hit you with another fascinating story? On the subject of children. Um, oh, God, where's this going? There is a new hot designer bag. Um that people can buy um, okay. using an ethically sourced what as the handle. Oh, I'm more thinking now penis skin. Um, so there's a bag that I can buy using an ethically sourced... So it's by a brand called Arnold Putra um, and he makes avant-garde menswear. 
Um, but yeah, it's a new ethically sourced bag. Is it going to be something ridiculous that's not obviously ethical, like ivory or something? Yeah, kind of. I mean, I'm very curious about how you can say it's ethically sourced, let's put it that way. So it's not ivory crocodile skin? What? Um, Interestingly, part skin. of the bag is indeed made of alligator tongue, but that's not the bad bit. Or not oh, the worst Lord. bit, in my opinion. Is it a unicorn horn? <laughs> that would be very unethical, because, like, they don't exist, so, you know, it'd be a lie. Um, oh, that's an interesting academic debate. Can it something be unethical just because it doesn't exist? Well, it's fraud, isn't it? So it's pretty unethical. Well, yeah, if you were going to say it's a unicorn, but if you were dumb enough to buy it thinking <laughs> that unicorns exist, I mean, I do love you. Then I think stuff. really you're more to blame than the seller. Um, do you want me to give you some of the features of this bag? Please. It's aside from its, well, it's got a large main compartment, which I always like a bag to have. Um, and apparently there's only limited availability, of, which is good, actually. So um, only you can only buy one per person as well, which is also great. Um, alligator tongue is the main bulk of the bag. It's the handle that I'm concerned about. Um, and there's natural Seahorse. finish with protruding scar stitching as the finishes. Oh, God, this sounds disgusting. You've got three guesses. Okay, you've had the um, Hummus. <laughs> Ethically sourced hummus handle. That'd be a worse handle. Your hand would just go straight through oh it. Oh, God, like. it's not bone, is it? It is. Oh, God, I thought to myself then, is it going to be teeth or bone? Although I think teeth technically are bone. Which part of an, the anatomy would make a good handle? Okay, I'm just going to tell you. Human spine. Not just human. Child. Oh, human I child saw something spine. Else. How can you ethically source human children's spines to make into bags? Jesus Christ, that's disgusting. I saw a whip online, someone posted on like an Instagram thing in like a joke account, but it was a, a whip that was made out of spine. Well, I think you can get like fake spine whips, you know? I think that you can, people make them to look like that. Um, because I think I might have seen something like that too, but this is. I mean, this is the press release I've got for this. The Arnold Putra Alligator Tongue and Human Spine Bag has been ethically sourced and crafted in a multi-panel construction with an emphasis on protruding scar stitching, lacing the outer construction of the bag. Each wearer is encouraged to sculpt a form of his/her own sentiment. The unique silhouette is complemented by the human spine handle and raw edge finishes. Each piece is meticulously handcrafted in their atelier upon order, limited in availability and may take up to 14 days to arrive during busy periods. Where do you source, where do you ethically source human spines? How is that possible? Oh, Jesus. Because I thought it was illegal to do stuff with human remains. I don't know. I'm going to guess, but is where, where's he uh, selling these? Not is apparently online. British. I think I could. Um, it doesn't say where he's from, actually. Um, let me click through and see if there's a link to his website. Uh, Arnold, born and raised in Indonesia, is a 24 year old fashion savant. 
So he's from Indonesia, originally. What's a fashion savant? <laughs> it's a pretentious way to say, oh, there's some very cool photos of really crazy places he's been. Um, but reading his interview, I can see that he speaks very American. He says, my mom, and he says stuff like fumble. So I'm assuming he must have moved to America at some point in this. Um, but yeah, so that's, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I love a good Halloween-y kind of accessory. I've just painted a handbag with a picture of Beetlejuice on. Um, but I do think this is taking things a little far for the season. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Uh, guess Florida man has stolen a bulldozer and what did he do with it? Oh, God, I hope this isn't linked to the spine bag. It's not. It's just um, my next. Thankfully. <laughs> a bulldozer. I mean, it is Halloween, but, though. So. Well, I'm going to take a step in the dark and suggest he bulldozed mm -hmm. something. What are people particularly if... upset about in America at the moment? Masks. <laughs> yeah, that's true, but no. Didn't um, is it something political? No, it is something political. He ran down some Biden signs while he was drunk, so. Oh, jeez. Why? It would Just have to be. Nice. It wouldn't be an anti-Trump person running down Trump signs, would it? It would be an anti-Biden Well, unless they were trying to... It could be, like, Biden supporters trying to cast Trump supporters in a negative light. It's, that could be a thing. I mean, it could be, I suppose. But apparently it was a 26-year-old man who did it while drunk, according to the Huff Post. Um, Florida's not big on... Florida's quite a Trump-focused state anyway, isn't it? We're probably not too big on good old... I th no, I think, it's a, I think it's a swing state. Is it? I think so, yeah. Oh, I Let me let me Google is Florida a swing state and hopefully it won't come up with anything about swinging. <laughs> is swinging Florida, Florida a swing state? It's not what you want. Um, well, no, because you could end up with like a, a gator or a golden girl. <laughs> to detach to you. <laughs> oh, well, if you've got a gator, at least you can make a very stylish handbag out of yeah, its tongue. Yeah, Florida is a swing state. Oh. We'll have to admit, I've got a few friends in Florida and all of them are very anti-Trump, so... Maybe they're, like, fighting the good fight for the rest of Florida. Next story, you ready? You ready for a big question? Yeah. Okay, so... What answers long-standing questions about dinosaur sex life? Fill the blank. Blank <laughs> answers long-standing questions about dinosaur sex life. And go. Oh, <laughs> I, 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 um, <laughs> Jurassic Pork. <laughs> I wish. Um, <laughs> That's the best name for a like dinosaur sex tape ever. <laughs> <laughs> um, is it going to have they found fossils of like it is one a fossilized dinosaur? something? Fossilised something answers long-standing question about dinosaur sex life. Oh, please don't be fossilised sperm. I think this is worse than sperm, to be honest. Worse than sperm? Yeah. So, is it like fossilised hopes and dreams? 
A fossilised butthole answers long-standing questions about dinosaur sex life. A fossilised butthole. My goodness me, I'd buy that. So, <laughs> I mean, it would make an interesting, like, wall display, wouldn't it? I imagine it's very, very expensive because it's basically helped scientists to discover that um, the very first preserved dinosaur cloaca, which answers a lot of questions around the type of organs that dinosaurs have, because it's quite rare that you ever find any, like, tissue on a fossil, obviously, and let alone... Oh, I hadn't really ever thought about that. Well, I don't think dinosaur sex was ever... Na- weirdly... It was on my to-do list, but I never got round to <laughs> you it. You spend half an hour thinking about dinosaur buttholes. <laughs> yeah. You know that you can buy golden buttholes, right? You can have a mould made of your butthole, and then you can have it made into a, like, People gold. have more money than sense. Would you not want your butthole made of gold? <laughs> I, no, it's the only socially appropriate answer to I mean, that I question. probably want it and then melt it down and make it into something nicer made of gold, but... Well, know. like a tooth. I was, you can have a golden butthole I was tooth. more thinking mould it into a unicorn or something. But... A butthole unicorn. A butthole unicorn. Indeed. Just like God intended. <laughs> so, how did rabbits escape from rising floodwaters We've in New Zealand? We've got a lot of animal related ones. How did rabbits, did they build an ark? <laughs> Unfortunately not. Did they go on top of each other's shoulders? Kind? Well, no, but they did go on Ooh, did they form like shoulders. one of those cheerleading pyramids? They they kind of did, but with sheep. They just clambered onto the back of some sheep and... Yeah, uh, some wild Did the rabbits. sheep drown, though? Um, not that I can see. Um, they seem to have been rescued. There doesn't seem to be anything about oh, them dying. I don't so. like a happy ending. <laughs> you wanted it more Animal Farm. Yeah, I did, Everybody yeah. dies. <laughs> On my um, topic of re-watching childhood favourites... Everybody doesn't die at the end of Animal Farm. You're thinking Boxer of the Hunger Games. That's all that matters. Boxer dog. Well, you never see him die. He just gets carried away in the car. I to- Do I ever tell you that my mum, as a child... Because I-, I loved horses. My mum told me the boxer hadn't, in fact, died um, and that he came back at the end because the, the final shot of the horses, the animal's revolting, which doesn't happen, I don't think, in the book. It happens in the in the film version to give it a kind of happy ending. Um, you see some other horses in the the farm. And my mum was like, no, no, look, there's boxer. He's fine. He didn't die. Um, <laughs> Did you just want that scene right at the end when they're watching... <laughs> They're watching Napoleon eat at the table with the humans, and then Boxer just quickly nips in and goes, "Aya, <laughs> I'm still here." <laughs> you guys don't need glue, do you? That's great. Um, <laughs> I recommend sellotape. <laughs> Can stick everything together with sellotape. Oh, poor Boxer. I know, right? Like he lives on in Pritt stick. <laughs> so bad. So it's almost Halloween. Are you excited? No, is the answer. I didn't know until you asked me that question whether I was or not. But the answer came kind of instinctively. I'm not. I bought sweets for trick-or-treaters, but now I just take them into work because I'm not going to open my door. I was going to say, I don't think they're allowed to trick-or-treat this year, are they? No. There'll still be kids out there. They're ignoring that. Just get some toilet paper for free instead. It's fine. So 
I was looking forward to it. Now, though, I mean, Halloween is gay Christmas and we can't go out anywhere. So we've just got to stay in. So I've got, I don't think I've got anything planned. I'm just going to chill. Maybe, oh, no, I do have something planned. Of course I have something planned. I have something planned with you. Indeed, oh, we're going to watch some movies. twice in one week. I know, it's just too much. Three times, really, in a well, fortnight. Because we've, uh, you you came, played my quiz. Anna won the quiz on Saturday Andy night. Andy does a week, uh, bi-weekly quiz that absolutely anyone can attend. Is that correct? Thank you, but I'm not bi. <laughs> but yes, um, anyone can attend um, as long as you know me and you uh, send me gifts. <laughs> But no, Anna cheated really well I and did, won the quiz. I? I did. She she used she put that Cambridge education <laughs> to good use to work out. Yeah, to to have wasted it watching millions of horror movies in my life. But, but I had a fun only night. Only one point of the year. I had a fun night. So we're doing a movie night this this Saturday. I'm looking forward to that. That'll be fun. But now I'm thing I'm mainly looking forward to is on Sunday I'm putting up my Christmas tree. So that'll be fun. Is that the first on Sunday then? Is the thirty first? We, so, I don't know if you know this, but I'm like I'm not not getting out of our plans. But basically, the most exciting thing that's ever happened in my entire life is also happening on Saturday, which is that my favourite singer ever is performing my favourite movie ever with some of the original cast, um, live on Saturday night. So, oh. Amanda Palmer from the Dresden Dolls is performing the Rocky Horror. With the cast of the Rocky Horror. Oh as, God! How many times? Including Tim you're Curry. You're not ditching us, Anna. I'm going to do a very good job of trying not to ditch you, but I might just have to kind of. No, I no, no. Watch it later, can't I? I'm sure there'll be yeah. a recording of it. Just but I do stream have to see it, it later. Remember, friends for life, not just for. Well, funnily, the last Halloween. time that you guys blackmailed me into doing something with you instead of doing the other thing I was supposed Black. to, well, the you truth guys comes out persuaded now. me not to watch Beetlejuice with some other friends, but now we're all watching Beetlejuice, so that comes together. Full circle. It? It's like the circle of life. It is like it's the circle of Beetlejuice. It's the snake biting its own tail. Beetlejuice snake. The Saturn oh, That means nothing to me because I've never seen You've it. You've never seen Oh, God. Sorry, I forgot that's a thing. You haven't seen it, have you? Well, I painted a handbag with a picture Did of Beetlejuice. Did you just on. spoil Beetlejuice for There's me. a snake. The bite is in. Did you just spoil it again? I, I barely listened the first time, but now I'm just... Uh... You don't like snakes, though, do you? You keep saying the word snake. There's a snake. <gasps> Gentle... Listeners, I apologise if you've never, if you like me, you've never I've seen I've ruined Beetlejuice Juice. now because I mentioned the fact there's a snake. Four times! <laughs> four times! It's almost like it's four like times. a crucial plot point do, or something. Do, do, do. Um, no, I'm very excited. What other films are we watching? I don't know. I think we should, we, we, we shall wait and see and then we can dissect this on next week's cast of pod. Cast of pod. Which, is that you kind of saying that we've got to the end this week? I think in a roundabout way. We must. How long have we been going? Forty minutes, almost. My goodness, you couldn't do that with a nineteen-inch penis. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it probably takes that long just to penetrate if you've got <laughs> that big a penis. Happy Halloween, everybody! On that note, <laughs> and we shall see you next week. Woo!